0: All right, welcome back to the Fire Spark Podcast. I am Chad and I'm Mari, and today we have a special guest, Sam. And Sam, tell us a little bit where you're from and what you do and how you you know help the community.
1: All right, so hello everyone. My name is Sam Mitchell, and yes, I do run a podcast called Autism Rocks and Rolls. It is about autism and how we cope with daily struggles that you may or may not understand. Some of my biggest guests I've had are Doctor Temple Grandin and professional wrestler Mick Foley, along with many others. I'm nearing 16k downloads, but through the podcast, it's grown so much that we develop sponsors. Event we've done events in Indiana, which is where I'm from. That's one of the services. We also have a board of eight and speed engagements. Where I met you, I've spoken in Orlando three times, Oklahoma, Canada, Stuart, Florida, and Washington D.C.
0: Wow, that is extremely impressive. Extremely impressive. I mean, when we were doing when uh, Nicole and I were in your your session, we were just we just uh with you know, what you've been through your story, and we want to kind of dive into more of that in this podcast. I want to start with one question for you. Um, Can you tell me more about your journey with autism?
1: Yeah, so I was diagnosed at four years old. I didn't like loud noises, and I didn't like fireworks, although I'm a pyromaniac now. So it's kind of funny how I went from not liking it to liking it and enjoying the 4th of July. But I also didn't like a lot of other certain things today. I still don't like a wet t-shirt. It's probably one of my go-tos on the autism spectrum behaviors. I never liked a wet t-shirt since I was four. And if that sh- shirt gets wet, it's not comfortable to wear. I don't know how you guys wear wet t-shirts, to be honest with you. <laughs> I don't like them either. Same,
2: I don't like <laughs> <laughs>
0: wet T-shirts. say the same thing. <laughs> but that's really good.
1: Um, And,
0: you know, how has autism affected your life?
1: It's affected my life and it's made me creative and it's allowed me to have a different way of thinking and perceiving the world in some ways that no one else will, which I'm thankful for. But some days it's bites me in the rear end. But most days it's great because I get to write, I get to come up with episode ideas, I get to help out the world, which was something I've always wanted to do since I was a kid, help out some way, but never have had the opportunity to help out until Autism principles came into my life. Awesome. And, um, can you tell us about
0: the process of your writing for your podcast? What's that like?
1: The process is, I mean, I have three types of episodes. So we have the A, which stands for autism behavior. So that could be some behaviors that are related to the mental health field. Anxiety is one of them. Uh, the sensitive issues is one of them, sensory. And I also do not like, you know, I, have, I don't. We playing B's while well. I have foot and mouth syndrome, where you sometimes say the wrong thing to the wrong person at the wrong time. And then let's see what else. I mean, I'm not the best with decision making. I mean, I there's a whole process of that where I overanalyze and I don't know if the decision was correct. I have a fear that where I say "screw, it, we're going with this decision," it was the wrong decision. And I like to look back and be like, "Ooh, may not have been right," but when in reality, it was right.
2: Can you tell us a little bit more about how you started Autism Rocks and Rolls?
1: I started, I joined my high school's media club and I fell in love with it so much that I decided to continue my own podcast, but I knew the only way to continue it was to start my own podcast. That was the way to enhance my media skills. And that was when Autism, Rocks and Rolls was born.
2: And so is that is it just the podcast series, or
1: is it also a nonprofit and you're doing- it's a nonprofit with the speaking engagements and the events.
2: Awesome. So, what kind of things do you talk about when you go to your events?
1: Um, well, it depends on which one. The one we're having tomorrow, when they say it's August 5th, Summer Fest, it's more of a party where we're having live music. We're going to have cornhole, a lot of fun things going on today. But you always have a gala. And when I speak on that, it's just about what the theme is. Last year was success for all and how we get there. A couple of years ago it was actually, not last year. Last year, it was just being inspiring.
0: That is super awesome. And Sam, um, you know, what are some some things that people can do to be more inclusive to people with autism?
1: I mean, the best thing they can do is just give us a chance and allow us to come in the group. I think every human deserves a shot at something. So it's only fair that you give us that too. We truly mean it.
2: So I know when we first met, you introduced yourself as a mental health advocate. Can you tell me um, how uh, we can offer better mental health services for people
1: with autism? Uh, The best way to offer mental health services with autism is they need to understand it. I mean, they need to understand why we're having anxiety. There are some reasons we have anxiety for other reasons. It's not just because of the autism. I think... Everyone has anxiety for different reasons. Some of our reasons are very similar to people who are on the spectrum, but there's some who are on the spectrum and have anxiety for different reasons because maybe the, they're anticipating when that buzzer is going to go off in the basketball game, and they hate that.
0: You know, Sam, you're such an inspiration to people with autism. Um, what advice would you give someone who was recently diagnosed with autism?
1: Well, it's funny. I can ask that question a lot, too, and I asked that question. So the tables have turned, I guess, for once. But in all seriousness, my advice would be to, first of all, go with who you are, to be honest with you. I mean, if that includes never going to a basketball game in your life, so be it. I mean, do what you want to do, whether that's quirky or not. I mean, I think liking pro wrestling these days is kind of childish, but who really cares? I like it. And there's some adults who still like it, so why am I getting looked <laughs> at it? they're not?
0: You know what, we actually, I mean, it's like reality TV, because, like, we we know reality TV is, like, uh, reality, but we still enjoy it,
1: right? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's some good movies. I mean, even though, like, Forrest Gump and The Rain Man yeah. sometimes can't pursue them as negative, they're still enjoyable to watch, and they're inspiring, still.
2: I know that sometimes people uh, will call autism a disability while other times people will call it just a different way of looking at things.
1: How do you view autism? A different way of thinking. A society's view it's more of a neurological condition where you lack certain skills and they're not wrong to a they're wrong they're wrong to a point but they're also kind of accurate. I mean there's some basic skills I lack. I've never driven a car in my life. I did but it was terrible. and I decided not to get behind the wheel, and it's aggravating at points, but I traded in for something else I could do, which is more of an advanced skill, and that was the podcast itself, and being involved in the media world with amazing connections.
0: You're awesome. Um, You know, I enjoy, I got to talk about this because, I mean, I did win the air guitar competition, (laughs) so I kind of want to kind of dive in more about that. Is there no, a particular reason we did this, you know, the air guitar competition and... it's
1: because of my hobby of rock and roll music. I mean, I love Metallica, yeah. Leonard Skinner, <laughs> ZZ Top. You can see I'm kinda of smiling through it. So you know I love it a lot. Um Metal or Metallica, A C D C, Nickelback, Elvis. So mm-hmm. I thought, let's incorporate some of me into this presentation a little bit. Yeah, also, I
0: definitely feel like it does keep, you know, everyone engaged with the conversation you're having. Yeah, because who wants
1: to just sit and listen to someone speak for 50 minutes? <laughs> who? In reality, I know we need to speak, Yeah. but we got to have fun with it, too. You can't just sit down 50 minutes. That's Mission Impossible. I couldn't do that. And that probably comes with ADHD, too. But even if I didn't have ADHD, knowing myself would be a no-no.
2: So being someone who is an advocate for other people with autism, and it's a spectrum disorder, which means that there's a spectrum of, you know, experiences people have, how do you um, go about, you know, speaking for people
1: with autism and just the wide range of experiences that autistic people can have? Well, I mean, I think it's partially because I have a lot of some friends who are lower than me. I mean, I knew if you could give one of my, a certain friend, I won't say his name without out of respect and all, but I just knew if you tried to tell him cook an egg, he'd be like E or he would shut down. Or if you told him, Hey, can you please clean your room? It might be E because he doesn't know how. And it's not the fact that they didn't teach him or they tried to. It's just the fact that he doesn't understand the process of it. And I'm not going to judge anyone for that. It's a whatever, but I think it's from that experience and I'm just, relatable person. I mean, just who I am, I mean, I'm not going to judge you on something as basic as that. I mean, as long as, the only rule to be around me is just be nice and don't be stupid. I say that a lot on my podcast. That's the only requirement that you need to also have and to be around me. Everything else, it's like, meh, water under the bridge.
0: Love that, love that. You
1: know what, Sam? You know. And you... The funny part is, don't be not... And the funny part is don't be stupid, it's harder for me because I'm an idiot. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> you know, um,
0: you know, the funny thing about that, you know, you know talk talking about you know the session that we had with Manicola Corrin, um, we saw the bond you and your mom had. How has she played a role in you know what you were going through? What you were oh, uh,
1: big time, big time role partners. I mean. I mean, they say not to hire your family, which they got a point. I won't lie to you there. But on the most days, I think I made the right decision because I personally need someone I can trust more than a person in jail because I just want to know what that safety net. And I thought the safety net needs to be a family member or a really good peer that I know. And since the peers, I figured, wouldn't be available, not because they didn't want to be, this busyness in life occurs. I went with, okay, let's see about family members. Do, 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 do. Oh, mom would probably work. Hope, would probably, and I made the right decision. But yeah, she's been a big part of the role. She's currently right now getting something for the event coming up while I'm here. We do work, but we play a lot too. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, uh, Sam, you know, are there any like resources that may be helpful to people with us? does he want to mention by any chance?
1: Oh, yeah, there's a lot of resources there. Well, I'm extra just a lot in reward that. So we have, in my opinion, so I think in the autism universe, we're aware of it. And because of that awareness, there are sources out there, like autism clinics, rehab counselors, mental health therapists. But there's not enough. I think that if you go to my state, we have some. We have probably, if I think off the top of my head, three or four clinics. We, we should not have that. There needs to be 10. So oh, we're on the step of saying that, oh, it exists, but we're not in the phase of, oh, okay, let's help these people out more than we already are. Let's put the work in this time.
0: You know, what are some steps that you could, you know, you would take to, you know, put the work in and, you know, assist with that process?
1: To assist with that, I mean, doing this is one step but okay. the second step is posting out sources out there i know i have some autism clinics on a autism resource database that's in its infancy st- infancy stage so that's can't spoil a lot on that but i know we're going to try that and then sources out there in general i know one of my sources is the doug flutie jr foundation which is who i'm an ambassador for cool. and i've also put some resources out there for chronic crohn's disease i think was one of them it was on a podcast involving that just because of celebrating differences and all, but I also, there's another source out there that, what is the other source? Oh, Make a Film Foundation, which is also something I'm a sponsor for. It's basically make-a-wish, but with movies, so kids who have life-threatening conditions, like Hodgkin's, what is it called? Hodgkin's, what is it? Hodgkin's lymphoma, something like that, they get to like, live out movies and make high tech quality ones with their legacies. And it's not just in the boonies in the woods, it's high quality with Johnny Depp and JK Simmons, I think. Cool.
2: So is doing the podcast and working to help people with autism, is that your career goals or do you have any other career inspiration?
1: It's a possibility. I mean, you kind of messed up the right timing because I'm currently going to be in college and move in, I think, next – I don't think, I know, actually, next week okay. and study broadcasting and media. So you were perfect timing with that one. So this is an option, but regardless, it's going to be in my life. I just don't know if it will be a job or a hobby. Job options are One time I went to a monster jam show with monster trucks because I guess I'm partially redneck. I consider it I am at least. And there was uh, reporters going around asking the audience, who did you like? What was your favorite time? You having a blast here? All that, uh, those type of questions. And I thought, ooh, that kind of caught my eye. Now we're talking. So that might be a job. And then possibly working with the WWE reporting, because I've commentated with local wrestling shows before as a hobby. I'm hoping to enter the big dogs, I guess what you call it, maybe commentating on the table or being a backstage, ring guy who would be, like, doing some small interviews.
2: Wow, that would be amazing. Where are you uh, about to start college?
1: VU, Vincennes University. It's And Vincennes, anyhow, yeah, which is an hour from my home. Wow.
2: That's sounds. Awesome. Are you excited to
1: start? As excited as I will be. <laughs> it's your typical college feelings. That's what it really is.
0: Sam, I mean, we spoke about you being an inspiration to multiple people, not only locally, but also internationally. Um, I know we were also talking about how you possibly will be going to Paris or France.
1: It's It's a possibility still. I mean, I don't know. It's just financial wise. I mean, I know I got invited to Brazil, not Indiana, but the country itself in South America. We couldn't go sadly because of finances. So, but we were able to do still do something. They did a poster presentation for me. So that was kind of nice. But Paris is still in the works. Just don't know if it's possible. But we're hoping to. I mean, I'm not going to say no. It just depends on money and what's going on in my life in that moment.
0: On the website, is it, or can people like donate to help that cause? And, you know, oh, yeah.
1: People People can donate to, for the cause the website, autismrocksandrolls.com. There's a lot of ways to help out. If you wanna drop an email and figure out ways, we could probably find something for you. It's a, there's a lot of options out there for you. We're not gonna just say no. We've done it before, granted, but it's politely. But we'll, we'll give it a try first. Okay,
0: awesome, awesome. On that note, we wanna thank you so much for joining us. It's good to see you again and I'm so happy about what you're doing. We are all in a smart family here. Um, do you have any ending notes you wanna talk about?
1: Uh, well, thank you for coming. Well, not you kind of. But <laughs> yeah. Thank you for inviting me on, and I appreciate seeing you again too. Definitely yes, was a fun time at the conference. I wish we could have stayed is- longer, but our flight had a leave during the conference, so. Oh, well, on that but it was still a good time, and I appreciate you letting me come on. It was a blast. Thank you for the interview.
0: Thank you, and Sam, we're totally welcome. We're totally open to doing the podcast.
1: Uh, yeah, man, I mean, it just depends. I'm booked up, but if I ever, like, someone backs okay. out, I'll talk to <laughs> you to see what happens.
0: That's good. But, yeah, that thank you amazing. for uh, the idea
1: and the uh, initiative.
0: Of course. We definitely wanted to create that this podcast. <laughs> But um, for those out there, you know, you can contact us at the Spark Initiative at the Sparkinitiative.com um, for questions and information about you know things you want to hear us talk about, you can do that. You can also hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, and um, we're everywhere. So just get in tune with us. And Sam, once again, thank you. And we look forward to seeing the many things you'll be doing in the future, okay?
1: It takes us great. Thank you again. All right fire It
2: takes a heart